Welcome to this podcast from Mess to Miracle. Christianity plays a huge role in the fabric of our lives. To be honest, life is messy. Yet in the midst of the mess, God still uses us. The fact that God does is a miracle. This podcast is designed to inspire you in your walk with God and connect you with people and ministries that could be a blessing in your life. You will hear inspiring stories of believers exercising their faith to create miracles in their community. Welcome to From Mess to Miracle. Damon Eady is passionate about helping individuals succeed in the most critical areas of their life through a transformational coaching program, workshop called The Two-Hour Turnaround. This unique program immediately moves individuals from confusion to clarity, beginning to live their lives with purpose and passion. Damon is a published author. His book, Walks with Mr. Smith, is an impactful parable consisting of eight life lessons that, if applied, can be life-changing. It's available on Amazon and other major sites. Damon has also been an award-winning realtor in Colorado for over 16 years and continues to help individuals buy, sell, and invest in real estate. He's also an experienced real estate investor and understands the importance of real estate transactions. Whether a first home purchase or another investment, Damon has been married to his wife, Julie, for over 26 years, and they have four wonderful children, Liam, Jace, Brooke, and Hope. Damon and his wife graduated from Boise State University as D1 athletes. We welcome Damon to the podcast. Well, it's so good to have Damon on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm doing really good. I appreciate it. It's a beautiful day out here in lovely Colorado. <laughs> Don't rub nice it in. Nice little fall breeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Colorado. One of my favorite states to visit. Yeah, it's, it's, beautiful. it's beautiful. I don't know how Spoiled. you guys don't run into more things, though, as, as you're looking to drive them into the mountains. I keep looking at the mountains when I'm driving on the interstate going, this is dangerous. So <laughs> It is dangerous. We were doing that the other day. We were going up to the I-25 up north and with my wife to our daughter's volleyball, and I found myself looking off to the west. And <laughs> Man, it, it was gorgeous. You're right. So if he hits up, it's like I was watching the mountains cop, you know, Mr. Policeman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I love to ask my guests this question. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? The best piece of advice? You know, I was thinking about that. Obviously, I looked over um, some questions and, and it's so interesting. I, I think. And, and what I what I immediately did is I went to quotes because I, I like to read a lot. Like I, I read I read a ton. So I'm like, ah, oh, best piece of advice I've ever gotten. And, and I, it made me think about this quote um, that I read. Uh, it said, every adversity, every failure, every heartache carries uh, with it a seed of equivalent or greater benefit. So, you know, I just really like that. And that was from a book that I read um, from Napoleon Hill. And I just think it's a good one because life, we do have adversity in life and we do have challenges. We do have heartache and, and when we look at it correctly and say, hey, what can I take from this? What can I learn? Um, 
you know, I, I think that was, a, that was a, a important one to me because, you know, as you ha- if you have kids, if you're lucky to have kids, there is heartache, there is challenges, there are different things. Uh, and if we're able to see what we can learn from it and, and the benefits that we can take from it, um, I, th- I think it's tremendous. It is tremendous. And that's, and that's so true because life has so many ebbs and flows. And you can look at life and be disappointed. Or you can look at life and go, that's a life lesson that I can take and I can adapt down the road. 100%. Man, the, the day, a day can have so many ebbs and flows, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. Great. I love to ask my guests this question because we don't always stop and think about the people in our lives who have impacted us or have inspired us. Who are some people mm-hmm. you think back in your life who have served to either be an inspiration, uh, a model, or a mentor for you that you want to kind of give a shout out to? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I don't know if I can give a shout out to Jesus. That's right. No, that's I'm, right. Well, I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure he is. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, th- I think in my life, you know, growing up and stuff, I, I, I had a, a pretty challenging uh, childhood to say the least. And I know I know a lot of people have. So I don't know that I had too many mentors at all really growing up. Um, but but my, my faith has been important. So I, I think the, the biggest mentor for me is is my relationship with my heavenly father, Jesus. Uh, and then later on in my life, there's certain things that came on in regards to personal development. So I think of, I think of being mentored by, for example, uh, personal development speaker, Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, um, you know, John Maxwell. And, and I think sometimes we think a mentor has to be somebody that's right in front of us so we can actually meet and have conversation with it. A mentor really is anybody that you can learn and grow from. And, and although I never met those people um, in person, Jim Rohn or John Maxwell, or um, you know, I, I feel that I feel they're they're mentors. And I think also too, I have a great relationship with my pastor. So I think of my my pastor Steve Blackwell, and he's he's almost like a father to me and a, a you know a great mentor in my life. So you know, I think we can have several, and I don't think they have to be necessarily uh, right there in front of us, but we can learn from the works or books or podcasts or videos, whatever they may have. Yeah. John Max was one of mine too. I remember when I was a young pastor trying to figure out how, how to lead a congregation. And I went to everything that John Maxwell did. So I met him from mm-hmm. like row 35 or so in the, in the auditorium, but right. you know, yeah, yeah. I, I always loved to hear him and just, he was so inspirational and so encouraging about how you lead and with, as a servant leader. So I was, I love, I love John Maxwell as a mentor. Perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. I think he's on book number 120. I think so. I just saw him recently doing some yeah. dance on stage and um, <laughs> some presentation he was yeah. doing. So, Yeah, that's probably exaggeration, 120. But <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah. So I love to hear you talk. You kind of talked about your journey. Tell us about your journey and what were some of the lessons you learned on your journey? Uh, a journey through life. I, I think I think a lot of times, you know, growing up, I had a rough childhood, you know, my and when I say rough, um, you know, I don't know what anybody's really definition of rough is. You have to define that. But my parents divorced when I was five. My mom married uh, about five or six other times. I was an only child. Uh, by the time I met my wife, I think we we're in 16 or 17 different places that I lived. Uh, my dad really wasn't around too much. I would see him occasionally in the summers. Um, or I would see him in the summers. But that was always hard because I'd leave my mom, who was struggling, and then go be with him. Um so yeah, just growing up, just, just a lot of, I guess, learning 
maybe what I, what I didn't want to be. Um, you know, one of the things I really want to learn is I want to be a good parent. I want to be a good father because I really didn't have uh, that shown in my life. And so the lesson I learned is, 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 is almost what, what not to be. Um, you know, I think that was an, an important to me. Um, yeah. So, so, so more just taking the different hardships in my life, kind of what we talked about in the beginning and just kind of learn from them and say, how can I, how can I give my kids something better maybe than what I received? How can I love and encourage and teach them and, and, uh, and help, help them, you know, through the pains that I went through, how can I, uh, help them move through theirs? So. That's great. Let's talk about your book, uh, walks with Mr. Smith. What led you to write that? Man. So I wrote that so long ago. It's funny. Um, cause I started, I started doing more podcasts and a lot of times how you get on the podcast is, you know, if you've written a book, so, you know, you, you have the book and I'm like, gosh, I wrote that back in 2009. Like, is it even still relevant? Um, but I, I reread it and I liked it. It was good <laughs> again. And, and then, you know, there's some, there's some good lessons in it. And I think in that point in my life, uh, back in 2008, 2009, you know, I was before that, I'd say probably about two or three years before that, I wasn't providing for my family the way that I wanted to provide. And, and I got into real estate. And when I got into real estate, I remember somebody came over to our office to sell a personal development seminar. And I was like, wow, okay, that's, that's interesting. So I went to this seminar and I listened to an old He's not an old speaker, but I'm not sure if he's too popular right now. But one of his mentors actually was Jim, Jim Rohn, and they actually wrote a book together. His name is Chris Widener, uh, and he wrote a book called um, I think it was The Twelve Pillars. And I went to the seminar, Keith, and I and I and I just really um, got hooked on a little bit more of personal development. You know, if you if you want things to get better, you need to change and grow and learn and and. You know, we're not we're not geese. You know, we can change direction. We can we can head a different way. Um, and that's where it started. So I just started reading like crazy. And then I'm like, oh, there, there are certain lessons that are in all these books. Right. I mean, it's it's the you know, the personal developments, the, the basic principles aren't aren't new. They're 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 older principles and stuff. So I just decided to write a book. I, you know, I like to write and I just. I ended up writing writing a small parable, a short read, um, about the lessons because I loved those books so much. The personal development books that I wrote, I liked them in parable form. They were short, and there was a story and and, and a relationship with a couple people in the book in regards to that friendship that developed and that teaching. So I just decided to write write one myself. And and uh, you know, like I said, I look back and the lessons and the lessons are, you know, I th- they're definitely uh, relevant. You know, I love that you you mentioned personal development a lot, and as a Christian, we know that we can't just stop we can't stop growing we, we shouldn't stop growing um so why is personal development personal growth in your mind so important for us as individuals? Stay with us. We'll be right back and now a word from one of our sponsors for Freedom Mobile. If you're using AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, then you're being tracked. Mobile providers collect your location, communications, internet, internet activity, even your financial transaction. 
They sell that data to anyone willing to pay for it and provide it to the government without a warrant. Switch to For Freedom Mobile and you won't ever have to worry about big tech or big brother tracking you through your mobile phone again. For Freedom Mobile provides secure, unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data for just $29.99 a month, and it includes free internet roaming in over 200 countries. Sign up for the service by visiting forfreedommobile.com and using the promo code BRIDGEBUILDERS to get your first month for only $9.99. See forfreedommobile.com for details, just like the number four, freedommobile.com. Well, I, I think also, too, by the time I since I wrote that book and where I am now, um, it has shifted a little bit because I think we can get caught up in the idea of personal development so much. And the big thing for me and the big thing that has shifted for me, and I think this is important because I because I do think in in spirituality and our relationship and Christianity you know, sometimes we don't really talk about personal development too much. It's kind of a, um, and that may be a different topic to talk to, but about, but I, but I really feel in my life kind of what shifted to help maybe answer this question is, is number one, my, my, my personal relationship with God, my personal relationship with Jesus has to be the foundation that has to be number one. And I think back, back in the day, when I wrote this book and things, it was more about um, personal development to, to get more and maybe to provide more of the wrong things, right? To, to have the big house, to have the car, to have the lifestyle. Um, and it was interesting through all that. I remember I was the uh, least happiest when I was making the most money. And so right now from where I am now, and I think this is important. Yeah, we need to grow and we need to learn and we need it to develop, but our number one growth and development should be in our connection and understanding. I feel our heavenly father better that, that, that should be, that should be number one. That should be where our heart is. Um, and, and there's a lot of development, man. If you want to have a relationship with somebody, if you want to learn and know about something, which is developing, and we got to we got to know and understand our relationship with our heavenly Father, and that's the most important thing. So, you know, it's weird. You go back to when I wrote the book; I was making a lot of money, but I was unhappy. I was I was out of connection with God at certain times, right? Just kind of not feeling that close connection. And and there's been a lot of change since then. Now, now it's like the priorities shift. So I, I, that's where I think we need to make sure and, and this is what i talk about a little bit in regards to a little bit of the coaching i do now and a little bit of the courses is, is like there's certain areas in our life that are important and really the area in our life that should matter the most is our spirituality our relationship with god so we need to make sure that that's on point we need to make sure that we're learning and growing and having that connection and, and then it could be our relationships whether we're married or not then it should be our parents and then it should be our health the body that god gives us and, and then our career, it was too much. I think people put too much career up top and then these other things fall down. So it's, so it needs to be the other way around. I love that. One of the things you said, I, I saw that we said, we talked a little bit beforehand is you just said a lot of people in the world are, have their priorities mixed up. 
So if you're coaching someone, I come in and say, you know, I, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff in my life. I need clarity. How do you help me move from confusion in my life to clarity and purpose? Well, I think it. I think it's number one is figuring out that that sit down and identify what are the important areas of your life. And as I talked about a little bit before this, um, and the previous question was, there's important areas of our life, whether we know it or not. And it, it's almost like you're, you're trying to move through life and you're, you have like a, um, you know, a car or a dually truck or whatever. And, and each tire represents an important area of your life. And if, if one's not running correctly or, or flat or you're running on rims, it's going to be hard to move through life. So, so I, so I have this thing called six questions of clarity. And, and basically what we do is we go through and I would say, okay, so what are the most important areas in your life? And I, I think for everybody, there's spirituality, you know, there, there's a pull in our heart. There's a tug in our heart to, to know our creator, whether, whatever your beliefs are or not, but that that's there. It is there. And then we have our relationships and then we have parent, we have all those areas and it's really identifying and, and saying to yourself, wh where am I actually right now on a scale from one to 10, where would I rate where I'm at? So, so it's, it's, it's identifying where you are in those areas. And this could be done with an e easy, you know, simple sheet of paper, you know, my marriage, where's my marriage? My marriage is out of five. It's not good. And then help identify what, what would a nine or what would a 10 look like? What do I need to do? Who do I need to become as a person in that area to, to experience that, you know, um, and get extreme clarity on what it is that you need to do. And I, I think Keith, a lot of times where we get confused is, is when we don't have that clarity, what happens is we think there's a thousand things that we need to do because we really haven't identified what there are. You know, you take, for example, of a marriage, uh, you know, I hear this often. It's like, man, I, I just don't know what to do, you know, to satisfy my spouse. I just don't know what he or she wants. It seems like they never, you know, are satisfied. Well, a lot of times that's because you haven't identified clearly how you can love that other person correctly. You know, a man comes home and he wants to be a good husband. He's worked all day. Um, you know, the, the wife is sitting on the couch. She just maybe wants quality time for him to sit down and talk about how her day went. He thinks he's helping out because she didn't do the dishes. He starts doing the dishes. He looks at her on the couch and she's giving him the evil eye and they're all confused. And next <laughs> thing you know, they're, they're fighting and this and that. Um, you know, so I think it's really getting clear on what it is you need, you need to do um, in those different things. And what do you need to do as a parent? How can you love? How can you support? And then breaking it down to the daily activities. You know, the one to two daily activities in the most important areas of your life and then if you're consistent with that, you know, out of seven days out of the week, if you're consistent with the activities that are going to make the biggest difference in those key areas of your life, then, then you're going to, you know, see, see better results in your life. I love it. So you have a workshop called a two hour turnaround. I love a turnaround. I fly life around mm -hmm. in two hours. How does that work? <laughs> so the two hours, I got that idea of going to a seminar, you know, you go to these seminars and it's like, you know, you start on a Friday and the end on a Sunday night or you go all week. And, and, and I feel again, Keith, I mean, you, you don't like we talked about earlier in regards to Jim Rohn. I mean, I mean, people can begin to change their circumstances for the most part pretty quickly. Um, 
you know, sometimes people feel that they're not connected to, to God, right? I just don't know how to connect with God. But a lot of times they do know how to connect with God. It may be worship music. It may be taking a walk. It may be, you know, just sitting in silent, not looking at your phone and just doing like a Bible study every day. That's, that's going to maybe just help you a little bit connected. But the thing is, we don't write it down. We haven't identified it. We don't have it set as a vision or a goal to do every single day. So then two weeks, a month, three months go by. So what I really do in this confusion, the clarity or this two hour turnaround is, is just kind of what I talked about. Let's look at the key areas of your life. Okay. So for you to be connected to God, for you to feel that connection that you want, you're telling me that if you went out and you took a 20 minute walk, put on your earbuds and listen to some worship music that you would feel that. Okay. So let's do that every day. Let's do that. If you don't hit it every day, if you hit four out of the, the seven, it's better than that. So that's number one. And going through each area of your life, you want to get in better shape. You want to feel a little bit better. Well, sometimes we complicate that. Okay, what can you do? All right. Number one is you were drinking sodas, so, so don't drink sodas. So no, no sodas in the day. And take a walk around the block every single day. And maybe do 20 push-ups, 20 sit-ups, and 20 air squats. Do that every, every day. And see what I'm saying? We just go through the different areas of your life, those key areas, and we identify the one to two things that are going to give us the big, big, biggest difference. And we do that and we write it down. You know, I have a page called the one, 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 uh, the day page where you can do this. I mean, they talked about, you know, finishing your day before it starts. And what that means is before you go to bed at, at night, you write down the most important things, the key things that you need to get done the ne next day. So then what can happen is, I mean, your day can go crazy in the other areas, which it more than likely will. You know, if you if you're a mom and you have kids, you know, whatever it is, your dad and your job stress. But if if you at least know the one to two things in those most important areas that you can get done, that's going to give you the biggest difference. So, so that's what I do in the two hours. We we get very, very clear on it because we don't need a weekend. We don't need a week. You know, most of the time people know what they should be doing, but they just don't do it. So. You know, there's got to be encouragement. There's got to be, you know, accountability a little bit with that. There's got to be, unfortunately, some pain for people to say, hey, enough is enough, you know. So that's kind of how that works. So hopefully I explained that all right. Yeah, you did. You, you call yourself a transformational coach. And I've heard of coaching. How is your coaching different from other coaching? A transformation, man, that's a big word. Where, where did I say that? I probably said that somewhere. <laughs> you did. It's in your bio, so people are going to go. Yeah, it's in the bio. There Damon is a transformational uh, coach. I want to connect with him. Yeah. Um, how is it? How is it different? Uh, I think it's very straightforward. I, I, I think it. I think it can. I, I. You know, and not to not that other coaching is not. You know, straightforward. I, I think Keith, what what make um, what I've learned over the last couple of years of working with men is, is is sometimes not sometimes most of the time I'll be honest with you, brother. Most of the time there's a there's an addiction, there's a struggle. You know, there, there's something in there. There's about two percent that that men don't share, and that two percent affects their life tremendously. Uh, and what I'm talking about is addictions. And I noticed that the coaching that I did, you know, cause I, cause I struggle, I struggle with an addiction, you know, I think most of us do, but I struggled with something that really affected, affected my life. And I remember getting coached by 
uh, Tony Robbins coach, a really good guy. He had been with Tony for like 15, 20 years, man. I was unhappy. I was making a lot of money, but I was unhappy. Well, there was something that I was struggling with. And so when you ask me about my coaching, when I work with, with, with men, which is me and I do, I, I want to get down to it. I, w- I want to know everything about you. I don't want to know 95, 98%. I want to know everything about you. And, and I'm, I'm pretty good at developing that trust and that understanding because one of the things that we need to do is, is a lot of times we need to get out of addiction. We need to get out of shame. We need to get out of certain things so that we can um, have a little bit of peace so we can have um, that connection that, that I feel we need to have in our heavenly father. So if you were to ask me what maybe is a little different is, is I like to get a little bit deeper. It's almost like I want to simplify what are the one to two things in the key areas of your life. But I also want to go a little bit deeper to make sure there's a, there's a bigger, bigger reason of why you want to change, why you want to get better. Um, you know, so I'm not sure if that answers your question. No, it is. And so because so many people struggle with some addiction, how do you help them realize that that addiction is holding them back? Because a lot of times, if you're dealing with something, you believe you have it under control. And, and men are particularly mm-hmm. great at lying to themselves and saying that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm excelling in things more than I, than I should. But they know that there's something that's holding them back. So how do you get them to deal with that thing that's holding them back? I mean, a lot of it may depend on what, what it is, right? The addiction of what it is. You know, I, I'm a big believer in, in the 12 steps. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a believer in that, whether that's for alcohol, whether that's for sex addiction, whatever it may be, I'm a big believer and put it in the, in the work. But, but with, an, with an addiction, Keith, it, it, it's going to the wrong thing to, for comfort. It's going to the wrong thing to avoid, you know, a pain that, that may be able to, to be, um, relieved a little bit. And that's what I, that's what I think. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's really wanting to feel peace for the first time. I know, I know, I know a lot of men that are extremely successful. I'm in the real estate business. I know a lot that are just crazy, crazy successful from what you see from the outside. But I talked to them, man, they're miserable and they don't have peace. So how can we find a little bit of that peace? How can we find a little bit of that? And and I think it's really understanding that because, you know, you talk maybe maybe this is where futility comes in a little bit. That's why Ecclesiastes is my favorite book, the Bible, because like, man, you can make the money, you can have the good car. But come on now, everybody knows in about a month, two months, six months, that car, you're like, oh, you know, and you want to go to something else. It's tiring. It's tiring. So how can we, how can we help that individual really feel connected to God and want that peace and desire it and realize that, Hey, he's going, you're going to the wrong thing to try to get it. It doesn't mean that any of those things are bad, but it just means that it can't provide, you know, the peace that having uh, an incredibly strong, loving connection with our heavenly father every single day and moving through the ups and the downs and the, the ebbs and the flows of life with him right there by your side, you know, which is crazy, right? Cause a lot of times we use our men, particularly we use our imagination. And I know that, that, that when Jesus was with the, was with the disciples, they said, show me the father. 
Jesus said, if you if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So then we use our imagination so often as men for not good things, right? For not good things. So so why not move through our days using this amazing imagination gift that God's given us to to move and walk with him every single day, hand in hand, focusing on him to help us to to just move and and and, and be good people and to know him and and be able to love others correctly. So what I hear you saying is addiction really robs us of that peace that we're seeking. And addictions also sometimes will replace something that we that, that God could offer that's much better than what you're what you think that addiction is solving. Right. For sure, yeah. I mean a simple way to do it. I don't know anybody that's gotten off of uh you know, I'll be blunt here looking at porn and been like afterwards be like that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I really feel good. I really feel good about myself. You know, that was great. You know, I, I kept that from my wife, you know, or, you know, I don't know of anybody that's really gone to alcohol and just, you know, now there, there are probably people out there. Maybe they're fooling themselves. I don't, I don't know, but you know, that, that's not, that's not going to provide the peace. And, and, and you hurt a lot of people through that. I think a lot of people get hurt. A lot of people, there's a lot of consequences and, and us as, as men and, 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 and women out there to, to love their children, to love others and to be that person that God calls us to be it, it when we're struggling and we're doing those things, not, not that we don't have grace, not that we don't have forgiveness, but, but, it, but it affects us. There's, there's almost like a weight that can come over us and be like, oh, man, I, I can just love you and I can just love my family correctly because a lot of times what we do is you know hurt people hurt people so i noticed a lot of time in my life when i was dealing with shame and i'm dealing with certain things in my life i wasn't i wasn't the best father i could be i wasn't the best husband i could be it's it's very simple it's not confusing you know if you're in shame and your kids say something it could set you off like that and if you're aware of it, it's like mm, that really wasn't about the kids because the kids are young and here i am yeah, they maybe shouldn't have said that, but man, I'm, I'm snapping for another reason here. You know, right? This is this is a great conversation. I am curious. You know, we we go through these different ebbs and flows in our life. What are you most excited about in this season of your life? Mm. I am excited about coming to a place to where. Man, it gets me emotional, brother. Where I truly have that connection with God to where I, f- I feel that presence. Then I there's a relaxation and, ooh, okay. Because we talked a lot about personal development. Ah, it's not on me. Yeah, I need to get, be a good person. Yeah, I need to do the things that I need to do. But there, there's such a relaxation and being able to just kind of move with that feeling of that connection and that and that peace. I, I guess it's peace. So finally in my life at 51, and probably over the past five years, feeling peace and understanding that, wow, I, I have an opportunity to go through the rest of my life um, to get more connected to him, to learn, to grow, and to love others. And, and I'm just I'm just excited about that, right? Because so much of our life is running away from pain or trying to avoid pain. And I think when you come to the point to where 
no matter what happens in your life, you understand that, that God is good and he's there with you and you stop expecting life to be smooth and you start confusing it with, man, that's really hard with the kids. I wonder why God made that happen or I wonder why this is happening. You're like, ah, that's hard. But through everything, you have the peace of that relationship with your Heavenly Father to walk through the struggles of life. It, it, it's very uh, comforting, I guess. You know what I'm saying? It's just so comforting to know that life does not work out the way we want it to work out. It's not meant to. That's why, that's why, it, it, that's why we have, we, we want to be in our eternal resting place. We want to be with him. It, that's how it's set up to be. And so often we fight it and we're like, we pray for like, Lord, I just hope nothing happens here. And man, I'm just like, I'm just like, Lord, be with me today. I love you. And, and that's, that's move through it. Let's, let's, let's hang out. Let's get through the day together and, and love others. And no matter what happens. And that is so peaceful, Keith. That is so wonderful because, you know, bad things are going to happen. I'm not sure. You know, I got four kids. If you got kids, you always think all the time. We're like, oh, man, I hope this doesn't happen or this and that. But, but hardship's going to come. You know how it is. We got marriage. We got kids. We got disease. We got everything. And, and you, 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 when, when you realize, like I said, that, man, I can get through it. I can get through this. It, through, through all this, I can love others incredibly well. Through my pain, I can be there for my kids. Through the pain, I can be there for my wife. Through the pain, I can be there for others. And you, and, and you get more focused on, on, on God and your relationship with him and then how you can love others. And, that, and, and that's what, so that's what I'm excited about. That's awesome. I love that. I love to ask my guests this question. As you think about and reflect on your life, when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, that I, that I, I, th I think a big thing for me, I thought I should have thought, <laughs> I should have thought about it, but I think a, a big thing for my, for my legacy yeah, I immediately go to my kids. I immediately go to my, my family. Um, just uh, this, uh, I, lo I love God. I love my wife. Um, and I love my kids tremendously. Um, I, I think that's, that's it really. I mean, I don't have a big, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just that, that he, that he loved others. Well, I yeah. think that's a big thing that he loved others. Well, that, that could be simple, right? No, right. Loved on well. I mean, you could put that on my my tombstone, I guess. I don't know. I, I love that. I was going to put on mine. I told you I was sick, but that's something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there anything I haven't asked you that I should have asked you? No, I know. I, th I think you. I think I. I enjoyed our conversation, brother. I don't. I think it's good. I mean, anybody watching out there, I think a big thing is. You know, if I love to communicate, I love to talk, I love to, to help, I love to listen. It's it's funny because because I've been talking, you know, ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> Usually, I try to reverse it where I just ask questions and 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 listen to people. But but I'm always there for people. If if anybody wants to reach out to me, they they got my cell phone everywhere and they can call me and con have conversation and communicate. But but no, there, I don't think there's anything yet. So where, where can people find you on, on social media? Where can they find your book, Walks with Mr. Smith? 
Yeah, if you just go to DamonEddy.com, DamonEddy.com, there's ways to reach me. Super simple. I'm not on social that much, man. I, 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 I'm going to get back on it maybe again to to give more value, but I, but I'm taking a social media break, which feels incredibly uh, wonderful too. Yeah, freeing. <laughs> oh my gosh, freezing. I'm, I'm I'm taking walks up in the mountains, and I'm not. My phone doesn't even come out. I'm just like, man. I'll t- I'll take a picture to send it to my family, but I'm not trying to put it up on you know, social media. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not climbing a 14 or so I can, from my social media feed, I'm climbing it because I want to go out there and spend time with God and my family and see the beautiful scenery. Well, Damon, thanks so much for this conversation and blessings on what you do and the way you help uh, men particularly to discover their sense of purpose and clarity in life. And I love that idea that that clarity and purpose goes back to connecting with our Redeemer because that's really right. the heart of it. If we have that grounded faith and that walk with God, everything else makes make, life becomes much easier if you have that ground, that foundation. Right, right, for sure, for sure. All right, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on From Mess to Miracle. Make sure you visit our website, at HHTPS from mess to miracle.buzzsprout.com. You can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts so you never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I would appreciate a rating on iTunes. If you simply like to tell a friend about the show, you will help us get the message out to bless more people. If you like this show, you might want similar content you can follow my blog at www.alightbreakthrough.org. Be sure to tune in two weeks from now for our next episode. Just remember, out of our messiness, God makes miracles. <laughs>